the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome back to The Common Good. My name is Aubrey Sampson alongside my co-host, Brian Fromm. And we love the C.S. Lewis Institute here at The Common Good. This Friday, November 10th, they have an event coming up on how to speak about Jesus with family and friends, really without looking like an idiot or making it awkward. And to that end, we are joined by author Annie Bannister, whose latest book, uh, the title is just perfect. How to talk about Jesus without looking like an idiot. He's a speaker, a writer, a broadcaster, lots more things on his resume. Andy, thanks so much for being here with us today. It's so great to uh, be on the show, Aubrey. Thank you for inviting me and Brian as, Brian as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, let's start. We'll, we'll talk about the event, but I kind of want to start big picture. Yeah. How to talk about Jesus without yeah. looking like an idiot. Uh, obviously, the title is pretty self-explanatory. But what made you, what made you decide to tackle mm. this topic in particular? Well, the simple answer, Aubrey, is looking like an idiot myself. So, <laughs> um, so I'm very conscious. I'm now, you know, full time in ministry evangelism and evangelism training. And I'm very conscious that I think it's easy for people to look at folks like me and go, well, it's easy for you guys. You do this all the time. Mm-hmm. But I think back to my first job. I worked for a hospital in London uh, near where I, uh, you know, where I, where I lived. And I was there six or seven years working a secular job. Outside work, very involved in my church, very active Christian. Inside work, said nothing never talked about my faith, was an undercover Christian because I was afraid, Mm. afraid of looking like an idiot, looking like a fool, making the gospel look bad. The list goes on. And so one sense, I wanted to write the book that if wormholes existed and I can send this back through time to my 20-year-old self, (laughs) it's the book I could have got into my hands. Mm. And I meet so many Christians like that who are, you know, clammed up, they don't say anything, they don't know where to start. And so this is designed to be a totally practical, totally accessible book on sharing your faith love that oh that's great uh i i totally agree that sharing our faith is fear inducing uh Mm -hmm. for everybody i guess i want to ask why like what is it that makes us so scared and so nervous to do it it's an interesting question isn't it because if you were talking to your friends about your favorite football team Mm -hmm. or a new gadget you've bought or you did on the weekend not a problem comes to faith we go all kind of like uh, weak and wobbly at the knees. Yes. Um, I think a couple of things are going on. Firstly, of course, it matters so much to us as Christians that we want to do a good mm. job, right? And I think sometimes we take the weight of that world on our shoulders. We mm. forget that it's the Holy Spirit's job to make Christians our job to be faithful witnesses. And so we take so much burden on ourselves that it becomes uncarryable. And so we, we, we get afraid. I think sometimes we're afraid of being asked a question. We mm. couldn't answer. And that's just we haven't taken the time and the effort to get perhaps a little bit equipped on some of the big questions wow. out there. And then the, the other thing I think, Brian, going on is we've turned evangelism to this model that says I have to memorize this gospel presentation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have to sort of back my colleague against the wall and sort of pin them there and then deliver the presentation. And, <laughs> and, and if it all goes well, great. If it doesn't, which invariably it doesn't, then somehow I'm not an evangelist. That's yes. right. Whereas we've forgotten that it's about having natural conversations. And a big yeah. part of the book mm. is about how can we make having conversations about our faith normal 
again we don't mm. then look weird and feel terrible and our friends actually will be far more open to talk to us if we're not doing it in this weird freaky kind of way yeah oh it's so good i i love that you're moving it uh to practicality too because brian and i will often say on the show just be normal like don't be weird <laughs> but then i don't know that just saying that is helpful so give our give our listeners a couple I, I mean i know some of it's just very basic like relational skill sets but give our yeah. listeners a couple even a story or a tip some some way that you've learned to sort of normalize yeah. talking about faith well, the first way I've normalized talk, talking about faith is step one, Aubrey, I said, take an interest in people. Anyone mm. can do this. Le- rather than leap straight into the gospel, learn to take an interest. So, for example, you know, over the years, I've had numerous conversations with folks of the faiths. One of my other specialisms is Islam. And uh, wow. early on, I learned when I met someone who's a Muslim, rather than panic and say nothing, or as I learned a little bit, start shifting into, oh, I know all about this mode, say to somebody, oh, you're a Muslim. That's really interesting. Tell me, what do you believe? Mm. Ask them about their faith. Listen to them. That's good. And similarly, if you meet someone who's an atheist and they say, oh, I'm not into God, you know, it's quite fun to say, okay, what are you into? Yeah. Um, or you don't believe in God. Okay, there's many things I don't believe in. So you don't believe in God. Tell me what you do believe in. What are you passionate about? Mm. Start where they are. Paul, by the way, in the New Testament models this for his in Acts 17. Yeah. Uh, nicely, we want to see a biblical example of that. So start where people are. Take, a, take an interest in people. And then... I think the other little thing I would say, uh, Aubrey, before you leap in with your gospel presentation, if that's what you think you have to do, I think when I'm listening to another person, a great question, a great thing to be thinking in your head is, what's the next question I could ask? If we, mm. if we shifted into a mode where we led primarily with questions rather than mm. with sound bites, it would help us <laughs> a bit. And by the way, yeah. again, thoroughly biblical, look so at how good. Jesus does it. Jesus yeah. answers 300 questions in the Gospels. Let's <laughs> wow. learn from the master question asker. Wow, yeah. that's good. And I want to lean so into that even more because I think that's so basic but so important, this idea of questions. Because I know when I grew up talking about sharing my faith, it was like you must have all the answers and you must <laughs> out-debate the person you're talking right. to and you're going to win them over. So I love how you already started doing that. But could you unpack some more how question asking is so at the foundation of this? Yeah, so one of the things I teach in the book is I teach a number of sort of questions you can use and use again and again and again. You can recycle them. This is environmentally friendly evangelism. Um, (laughs) So, look, if if somebody has an objection, if you share your faith and someone has an objection, that was one of my fears when I was younger. Mm. Learning to say things like, if someone says, oh, you don't believe in the God, there's not any evidence, for example. Learning not to be phased, but to say things like, that's interesting. What do you mean by the word evidence? You know, Mm. what what counts as evidence for you? What would you need to see or hear? Um, to persuade you there might be something uh, yeah. you know, out, out there. So what you're doing, you're picking up on something they've said and gently turning it around. Mm. Um, learning to ask for evidence is a good thing. You know, Christians are asked for the evidence for what we believe, but you can turn the table slightly there too. So if someone says, you know, how can we trust the, you know, I, we can't trust the Bible, it's an ancient book full of myths, legends, and fairy tales. <laughs> Even, rich, you know, counting inwardly to three or four and then saying, that's a really interesting perspective. What is it that you've read or seen or heard that's led you to hold mm. that position um mm. you'll either get a bit deeper or you might get you know the fact that they know nothing and then the biggest one in the age that we live in i know the stats over there in the u.s are the same as here in europe right the increasing number of people are no religion they tick the none right. box right uh, n-o-n-e not we're not thinking talking sister act here right. <laughs> and um there i think looking for something that someone's passionate in about and finding a way to ask them you know, have they wondered why they they care about that thing? The, the, mm. the wide open goal in today's mm. age is justice and human rights. You know, everyone's passionate yeah. about 
human yeah. rights and justice, whether it's, you know, Gaza and, uh, and Israel, yeah. whether it's the Ukraine, whether it's poverty, racism, whatever. Um, usually we'll find out most of our friends making comments about justice at some point in the average day. And just mm-hmm. being able, learning to be able to say, hey, I'm really intrigued that you're, you care deeply about that, that issue. Mm-hmm. Have you ever wondered why? Why does that issue animate you? Mm-hmm. Have you ever wondered that, you know, if we live in a purely material universe, um, human rights looks a bit odd, quite frankly. You know, have you thought about that? Mm-hmm. And what you're doing there is you're starting from where they're at and the thing they care about. And by asking those kind of wandering type questions, opening up the idea that maybe actually the very thing they care about is appointed to something bigger. Again, I mentioned earlier, Acts 17, Apostle Paul yeah. versus in Athens, also the unknown God, rather than go off on one about pagan uh, polytheistic yep. paraphernalia, um, he basically <laughs> says, hey, this is amazing. You guys mm. are so religious. But hey, have you wondered? What's this mm. unknown God business? Interesting. And I think there's a, there's a model there for us to mm-hmm. apply that to our, our contemporary age today. So what do you think? Why do you, why do you think that? What do you mean by that? Have you ever wondered? Those are three questions. The fourth one I won't tell you because otherwise they won't buy the book, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that was that was a really good sales pitch because you had me uh, hanging on, hanging on, ready for that one. Hey, uh, be sure to grab Dr. Annie Bannister's book, "How to Talk About Jesus Without Looking Like an Idiot," and you can join him on Friday night. The C.S. Lewis Institute has a global event. It's a virtual event online, continuing this conversation: how to have panic-free conversations with others about Jesus. Be sure to find out more at cslewisinstitute.org. Andy, where can our people buy the book? Where can they find and follow you? Uh, the best way to find find me is to search for me online. You search Andy Bannister and then Speaker. You'll find me anywhere. I'm on, I'm on all the major social media channels. Um, you can buy the book from any good bookstore, even a few bad bookstores, actually. <laughs> um, so support your local Christian bookstore, um, or if you have to, you know, use Amazon. But that's use a last resort. So anywhere where <laughs> books are sold. And it's paperback audiobook and uh, and 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 kindle i think all those kind of things i oh, awesome. love that andy thanks for being here with us today it's been great to be with you guys thanks very much <laughs> you're listening to the common good on am 1160 hope for your life three-star general michael j flynn head of the pentagon intelligence agency knew all the government's dirty secrets he was one of the most respected generals in the military flynn knew what the intel world had been up to he understood its funding he ordered the first audit of the use of contractors this set off alarm bells the explosive new documentary flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost and covers the facts behind this scandal flynn told the truth he was the most dangerous person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here in america they took my assessment and they wanted me to change it i was like i'm not changing it they had to get rid of flynn with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.